Stick bony, but the pockets is fat like Tony Soprano. The ROC handle like Van Exel. I shake phonies, man, you can't get next up. Oh, here goes. And welcome to episode 51 of Throwback Hoops. Woody V is in the house. You would have just heard me spit some bars from Jay-Z and Beyonce's 2003 record, Crazy in Love, where Jay-Z name drops Nick Van Exel. Just a reminder to follow the video show on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher. Please like and subscribe. We appreciate all the support. And as always, I'm joined by my main man, Robbie Clayton. I know you love Nick the Quick, boy. Definitely love Nick the Quick and love Beyonce and Jay-Z, so a good trio all around there. So, yeah, great to be back for another week, mate. We've got a really fun show today, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Definitely. And a fun story about that that song when it initially came out. Nick Van Exel wasn't too happy. He was in the middle of his playoff run with the Dallas Mavericks. But um, he said every time he went to a club, you know, the, the song was playing everywhere that, that year and people were just pointing to him and then... He, he then came around to it and he, that, that became his jam. So just a funny story there about that, right? Nice, nice. Um, look, just before we start, Robbie, I just thought I'd make a quick shout out to Isaac Humphreys. Um, anyone who's been um, following the media over the last day or so would have uh, seen that he's come out uh, openly um, to his teammates and to the basketball and the sporting world. And it was a very courageous thing for him to do. And uh, I think he's um, setting a good example for other athletes who, who who feel that, you know, it's okay to to be gay and, and be a professional, male athlete especially. So just a big shout out to, to Isaac Humphreys. Uh, well said, Woods. Well said. All right, Robbie. So without further ado, let's kick things off today. Now, um, I see you got two very interesting jerseys there. So why don't you tell the audience a little, about, a little bit about one of your favorite players? Yeah, definitely. A couple of, a couple of random ones today. So people might be seeing that number three, Houston, thinking, hang on, is that Chris Paul? But no, today I'm doing the Ryan Anderson double. And yes, I do have two Ryan Anderson jerseys. Um, so today hanging is his uh, Houston Rockets black Adidas jersey there. Um, as I said, it's not a Chris Paul jersey. I believe Anderson actually gifted him that uh, number three to CP3 when he joined the Rockets in 2018. So a bit of a random one. I'll just show you uh, the one I'm, I'm wearing today. And although Robbie won't admit it, uh, he does play a bit like Ryan Anderson. He's wearing the New Orleans number 33 jersey. And he, he's someone you always liked, Robbie. Uh, I did always have a soft came before, up. didn't yeah. I? Yeah. yeah, it was funny. Doing a bit of research, I probably, some of his stats were probably better than I was even remembering, actually. So obviously he was known as a, you know, a real knockdown shooter and, you know, a big sort of unit playing from the, the four spot there. Um, just a little bit about Ryan Anderson, I guess. So yeah, this one I'm wearing is his New Orleans uh, Pelicans blue Adidas jersey. Um, Anderson played 12 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by New Jersey, a pick 21 in the 2008 draft out of California. Won't get those years wrong this week, Woods. Um, so Anderson played with the Nets, Magic, Hornets and Pelicans uh, before sort of finishing his career later with the Suns and the Heat. So his accolades are a 2012 most improved player where he averaged close to 20 points, which is pretty impressive. Um, and man, did this guy get paid earning some $115 million throughout his career. Um, also, interestingly, a couple of NBL connections with um, Ryan Anderson Woods that you might not be aware of. Um, he was actually yeah. a college teammate of former MVP Jerome Randall, which I hadn't realised uh, until looking that one up. Um, he was also part of a trade between the Suns and the, the Heat that saw Tyler Johnson getting traded a few years ago. So that's a little bit of an, MB, an NBL connection there with Ryan Anderson. So, yeah, someone I've always liked for a while, a bit of a random favourite player. Um, 
you know, I like the big white guys that can, can knock down the, the three and everything else like that. Um, yeah, he's, um, he probably would have been even better in this day and age, wouldn't he, at a younger age? Obviously, he sort of faded out a little bit. He's never blessed with a lot of speed and anything else like that. But, geez, he could always shoot it, couldn't he? And, um, yeah, someone someone I quite like watching there. So, unfortunately, Woods, even though I've got the two jerseys, I don't have a Ryan Anderson bobblehead. So, apologies about hey, that. Hey, Robbie, when you stood up and you were showing off your jersey, I told the audience, you won't like me saying this, but I definitely think he plays a bit like Ryan Anderson. <laughs> uh, I think we agree with Kevin Love, mate, since I, <laughs> I'm a beast on the boards and I like um, actually playing defence and handling the ball. So, okay. I'll take Kevin Love. I won't take Ryan. And those long touchdown wouldn't passes. Mind, wouldn't, mind his, wouldn't mind his 115 million, though, that's for sure. But, yeah, <laughs> nice. All right, Woods, well, why don't you um, take us away and show us what uh, you guys are what you're rocking today? Sure thing. Woody's standing up wearing the bit of a random number five Detroit Pistons KCP jersey. So we're sort of continuing that theme of pretty, I guess, rare and random jerseys today, right, Woods? Contavious Caldwell Pope. As soon as he got drafted, I'm like, I want to get his jersey just so I can get the Caldwell Pope. On the back of my on the back of a jersey, so KCP, right? And he's nice. developed quite a quite a career for himself. Um, he was the 2013 eighth pick in the draft uh, with the Detroit Pistons, where he spent four seasons before moving to Los Angeles and winning a championship in 2020. Uh, Washington Wizards last year, and this year he's at the Denver Nuggets and having a pretty good season, I must say, Robbie. Yep. No, he's starting to bounce around a bit, isn't he? But yeah, he's certainly got that sort of um, skill that sort of teams are after, aren't they? Yeah, I always said he's like a, a nine cat dream because when you're playing nine cat fantasy, he contributes in all the all the different stats, and mm. uh, he's a good player to have on your fantasy team. But yeah, I'll be, always been a fan of his. He was a McDonald's All American, um, and as I said earlier, an NBA champion. So I really like this jersey, and yeah, it's his uh, rookie jersey. So I got got it the year he was drafted. So held held on to this one for a while now. Yeah. Nice. That's obviously a long surname there. I believe it's not the longest one you've got. I think you've got an SGA. Yeah, Gilgis Alexander. Like, cur- curls around the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it does. His name so long. So, no, very good. Well, a couple of random ones today. No one can say we're well, bringing out sort of the, the stars that you find in Rebel or, you know, some com- com- common popular shop like that. Let me just call out the NBL store who couldn't fit Swakala Bullock on the back of my jersey. I've just got Swakala, as we know, right? Mm. Look, you can fit Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> you can you can fit Caldwell Pope. You can fit Swakala Bullock, right? <laughs> Hey Woods, actually, while we're complaining about stores, I might give a quick little update about my jersey delivery that came yesterday. So I ordered a Dyson Daniels, uh, you know, um, Pelicans jersey last month. I was really excited. It arrived yesterday. Got it out, looked at the front. I'm like, man, that's a sweet jersey. Turned it over. One of the ones has fallen off, and the other one's basically half um, peeled off there. So pretty poor quality control there. Of course, their um, customer service is literally non-existent there. I've tried a few times to log onto the online chat there. So yeah, I might be having to to get it heat pressed and get those um, numbers put on. So that was a little bit disappointing. But yeah, probably the first thing that has gone wrong with a, an order from the NBA store. So anyway, could be worse things to worry about, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So you haven't got in touch with them yet? I've been trying to. They're not answering my answering my replies. So I might just have to get on the YouTube and sort of, you know, see some recommendations. Or someone said to put like baking paper and then try and sort of iron it gently on there. But look, I don't want to stuff up this $110 jersey if it's something that's not my fault. So I don't know. What do you reckon the NBA store in Sydney? Are they, do they have a heat pressing service there possibly? Or? No, I think they just got what's on the shelf there, right? So oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. hopefully they get back in touch with you because, you know, another Australian jersey that we want to add to the collection, right? So For sure. All right, so let's, uh, while we're talking about jerseys, uh, I thought maybe mm. we could start off this episode talking a little bit about the, the city jerseys that have just come out. So I thought, um, let me just bring it up. We enjoyed doing this uh, last season, didn't we, when they brought out those city editions? And yeah, I spent a bit of time, even with my daughter last night, we're like, right, we're trying to pick our favourite ones and pick the, the ones that we aren't sort of so big fans of there. So 
Um, do you want me to take it away with it, Woods? I know we we're going take to do away, like a, a top yep. three and a worst three. All right, so my best three. So no real particular order there, um, but the Pelicans, really liking that one there, obviously with the you know, the Nola colours, the Mardi Gras sort of style there. So I like that one. That's one I could actually see myself getting. Maybe I could get a Dyson Daniels in that colour. Um, number two, look, bring out the Homer core, but look, I really like the Hawks one. Um, you know, it's the sort of the peach tree sort of colours that they've sort of featured before. I quite like the font they use on it and just like a, a pretty cool mix of colours there. It's quite a different sort of, you know, uh, font with the actual name with Atlanta there. So might have to get a DeJounte one of them pretty soon. Um, look, I found it hard picking a third one. I sort of went back and forth. Um, I ended up settling on the Clippers. Um, I think it's reasonably simple. I just, again, I like the colours of it. I like the colours they've got on the, you know, the LA there. I almost like the the little sea green colour you can see at the bottom of it as well. There, Woods of the Clippers one. So, yeah, that was uh, so. My favourite three, yeah, would be New Orleans, Atlanta, and the Clippers. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, so I'm I'm similar. I love love the Atlanta jersey. I think not being a homer at all. That's a really nice looking jersey. I'd love to get yeah. one. Also a Dejounte Murray. A lot of people haven't liked the, this particular Spurs one, but I really like it. I like the uh, aqua sort of turquoise color that they've got on that. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I wouldn't mind a Vassell or, or you know, a Persian. Isn't that based know? on the All-Star game? I think they played in San yeah. Antonio in the 90s. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that too. So, yeah, I mean, there's a few random player jerseys we could get for the San Antonio this year, right? Mm. So, yeah, definitely San Antonio. And I also like the Washington one, right? You can see there in yep. the bottom right-hand corner. Um, that's a throwback of, of a little bit of the bullets design that they had back in the day, you know, the, the Juwan Howard, the Calbertini, you know, um, from the mid-90s. So I really like that one there. Well, I think the story but, there is they've got their known for having a lot of cherry blossoms in Washington as well, and that's kind of that colour that's sort of based on that. Um, yep. Before I want to start with my worst three, I just think there's a couple of random ones, like that green Detroit one, random. Um, the Golden State one next to that almost looks like it's on fire or something at the moment. That one, someone needs to pour some water on it. But yep. all right, without further ado, so the bottom three... Um, Look, it wasn't even close for the worst one for me. It might be the most boring City Edition, city edition jersey I might have ever laid my eyes on, the Orlando Magic one. Like, what is that jersey? That is one of the most plain jerseys I've ever seen. Yeah. So second bottom from the left there. Look, it just looks like an absolutely normal jersey. If someone just said that was their normal home or road jersey, I wouldn't have even um, you know, been surprised. But, yeah, don't know what they were doing with that. They could have done a lot better than that one, to be honest. Um, the second one, Brooklyn. Um, look, it just I'm looks to you. me like a, a bunch you. of little kids sort of drew it. I don't know what the go is with that, yeah. but um, and quite a lot of white as well. They sort of got everything up towards the top and then a, a big white patch there. So not a fan of that. Um, and the third one, look, at least I've tried a different style of colours than they usually have, but that Phoenix Suns one, I'm just not quite sure that that one works there. So the, yeah. the PDX one there, so yeah. not a big fan of that. Um, I won't make any jokes that people have been making about the Charlotte one with the, the initials there, but that's quite funny if you've heard a few people say that. With um, Anyway, I'm, I won't be saying it. But, um, yeah, what about yours? Well, Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn have boring enough jerseys as it is, right? They've pretty much got a white jersey and some kids drawn on B. B-K-L-Y-N with crayon, right? So mm. that's at the bottom of the list for me. This Minnesota one looks very Irish to me. It looks like they've cut and pasted a few little pieces of cloth above the Minnesota. I don't know. Are you a fan of that one? No, that's pretty bad. Oh, look, look, I don't hate that one. It's probably about in the middle for me. But um, the Miami one, I believe they've all got different colour uh, number, or colour uh, name and number combinations, which is a bit strange. But, yeah, who's, who's your third worst then? Oh, the Pacers one. Very similar your mm. Orlando, Orlando yeah, one. Yeah, that was in my running, actually. So basic, right? Like, I mean, 
you know, the, shout out to Houston and, and, and New York, the ones on the left and the right. I don't mind those either. So just, just for special mention, right? Yeah. But that, all, all, that Orlando one, going back to that, honestly, it's awful. That, that, that and, and Brooklyn have to take the cake as the two worst, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah. yeah. What about that Houston one? It's a bit of a throw. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Houston one, yeah. Houston one on the left yeah. and the New York one on the right. I really like both of those, actually. Yeah. yeah. No, they're all pretty interesting. I'm sure we'll start sort of seeing some of them. Even the Denver one, looking at that now, that's kind of bringing me back some memories of the 90s yep. teams there. But people have been saying they like a Chicago one. That kind of just looks like a normal Bulls one to me. That's and the Celtics plain. one, I don't mind. I know the Celtics yeah. never really change their jerseys much, but that's kind of a cool-looking dream there. But, the Chicago uh, one's fresh, though, still. You know, even though it's plain, yeah, it's fresh, you know? Like, true, <laughs> true, yeah. Anyway, we always enjoy doing this, don't we? So why don't you tell us what you think to all our audience that are watching? Let us know what you think. What are your favorite jerseys? What ones don't you like? Will you be going to the NBA store and purchasing any of them? Yeah, so let us Definitely. know. And is Orlando the worst one there? Um, tell me if you don't think it is or what the, the contender for the worst one might be if it's not them. Okay, awesome, Robbie. So I think we might, we've been starved of a bit of NBL for the last little bit because of the FIBA window. Mm. Um, so we're recording this on the 16th, Wednesday, the 16th of November with the uh, NBL restarting tomorrow. I thought let's go through the round ahead uh, so i'm just gonna throw it over to you and you Sounds can uh, get us going yeah so we've got seven games this round they're taking place between thursday and sunday so starting off here with a double header on, on thursday which isn't a bad thing given we've got a, a bye tomorrow night so um maybe i'll go through the first one so i don't have to do the homer card with the wildcats one woods yep. but um the first game tomorrow melbourne against adelaide so looking forward to that i guess two teams that you know recently made some changes there with imports leaving there so I think that could be a pretty solid game. I'll say Melbourne will be too good in that game. Uh, so the second game also Thursday night will be a late one as well. I think it's a 9.30 tip-off in the, in the Eastern States, which is a little bit late for a school night. But, yeah, Wildcats playing against uh, South East Melbourne. What are your thoughts on that one? A keen one like that, a late game on a Thursday night. No, night, night right? No. Um, look, I think that Perth is going to be buoyed from their victory in Brady Manick's performance, and they're going to play at home. They've really struggled at home, not just this season, but the back half of last season. So they'd be mm. look, looking to give something to their home fans. So I think Perth in a tight one. Yeah, nice. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, also really looking forward to the one on Friday as well, Tasmania against New Zealand. So two teams that have been playing some, some pretty good ball this season. So look, I'll probably just just say Tasmania, given they're at home, and obviously we might be cheering on um, our boy Richard in that game. But, yeah, looking forward to that one. Possibly game of the round, I'd say. But I, I agree. Say, game of the round. Yeah, yeah, I'll say Tasmania there. Um, I know New Zealand have got a few injuries sort of, you know, that happened in those that last round as well. But interesting to see how they back up. But um, And I think Tassie as well got a few coming back, don't they? I'm not sure if um, Magna and uh, Steindl are back Stein, this week. Steindl is back. Steindl is Steindl back. Is. Yep, yep. All right, nice. All right, well, I'll give you the, the, a South East Melbourne one again there, Wood. So South East against, um, against Melbourne. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think South East Melbourne are going to get that done, right, at home. Um, I mean, look, it's, it's John Kane, so it's basically a mutual crowd, right? There'll yeah. be a lot of United and, and South East Melbourne fans. But, yeah, Melbourne, well, they might have their new import in Melbourne by that time. So, mm. um, I hope yeah. they get a good crowd again because that was a, a pretty decent crowd two weeks ago, wasn't it? I think they were sold, sold out, out in the, yeah. the arena, yeah, which is good to see. So I actually might say Melbourne in that game just to, to say something different. But, yeah, I agree. I think it'll be close. Um, all right, so the next one after that. Um, I know you always know the name of this one, Wood. So the Brisbane and Queensland, what do they call this one again? Oh, come on, man. Sunshine Stash. Stash. I knew it was Sonic Stash. Yeah, well, it's not, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. 
Um, yeah, another interesting one. Brisbane are another team that let go of a, an import with um, Devondrick Walker a couple of weeks ago. Kansas certainly playing good ball, but look, I might actually say Brisbane at home in this one. Um, maybe they sort of, you know, the rotations are a little bit more freed up there without Walker there. Not sure at this stage if they are going to be replacing him. There's a few rumours sort of floating around. But... No, Walker's, Walker's gone. Yeah, no, he's gone, but who are they going to replace yeah. him with? So I think there's yeah, a few yeah, rumours sure. there, yeah. but not sure who that'll be. But yeah, I'll say Brisbane right. in that game. Um, well, why don't you take us away with the New Zealand and Adelaide game? New Zealand come to Adelaide. I'm going to go New Zealand. You know, their home crowd is really, you know, they've been starved of basketball and any yeah. home game they get, they're going to get right behind. And I like that commentary team with Casey Frank and, and whatnot. So looking forward to hearing him on the mic. Yeah. No, oh, that should be a solid game. And then it brings us to the last game of the round on Sunday. So I'm assuming you'll be going to this one, will you? Yeah. I hope so. I think it's a four o'clock game on Sunday. So. Yeah, it's a bit of a later sort of time. I think they've got a bit of a run of Sunday home games coming up. So yeah, the game we're talking about is the Sydney Kings. This is the Highway Highway Series or something yep, like that. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I've got to learn these these names, got, please. But yeah, Sydney are playing against Illawarra there. So let's maybe both give a prediction for this one. I um I think this could be a little bit of an easy game. I think Cooks is out for Sydney, isn't yeah. he? But I think their depth is so strong at the moment, Sydney, that I, I don't think that Illawarra will cause them too many problems there. I think Peyton Seaver will be a good addition. I think um, Seaver against um, Walton should be a pretty good matchup. But, yeah, what are you, how are you seeing that game? Yeah, I think Sydney should should win in a canter. Really looking forward to seeing potentially, you know, Tim Suarez and Jordan Hunter playing a bit more of a role with Xavier Cooks out. And, mm. and, and you know, it's only going to make them stronger for the back half of the season and the playoffs. Um, when they get a few more reps into them while, while Xavier's out and show some character. They'll test the character of this team to see if they can win without their star players. Well, so, and more importantly, yeah. which jersey do you plan on wearing to the game? And I usually plan that out a few days in advance. Ooh, good question. Maybe, maybe maybe Dwayne McLean, man. I've got a Dwayne Ooh, McLean jersey, McLean. which Jeez, I haven't can't worn. Go, worn can't yet, go wrong so. with that one. Yeah. yeah, nice. I'll look out for you on TV wearing that. Thanks, man. Good stuff. I'm really excited for the NBL to... To restart tomorrow, Robbie. So I thought let's before we do our classic pack, which is obviously backed by popular demand, I'll go through some quick hits with you, right? So um, maybe spend a few minutes on a few few topics and just let me know what you think. So give me a quick thoughts on the WNBL so far. Yeah, definitely. Look, I'm looking forward to, to watch a little bit more of it. I've been a bit busy with work these, these last couple of weeks. But as Woody said earlier, we're recording on Wednesday the 16th. So there's a double header on tonight. So I might not be able to see the first game, even though it's going to be a cracker of a game. But I'm going to try and sort of watch some of this Perth-Sydney game um, later tonight. Obviously, I'll be, be cheering on Perth, as, as I do in sort of most sports there. Uh, I guess a couple of things that impressed me so far. Look, Lauren Nicholson um, playing yeah. really well so far for... Um, for Townsville there. Um, she's obviously someone I sort of got a bit of an interest in after calling a game in the NBL 1 uh, last season. I um, don't know whether you've seen her sh- uh, shooting splits, Woods, but so far for the season, she's shooting 68, 60, 100. Wow. So that's, that's her current shooting split. So, look, obviously that could change a little bit depending on what happens tonight. But, yeah, 68 from the field, 60 from three-point line, and hasn't missed from the free-throw line. So pretty impressive there. But, yeah, what about yourself? What are your thoughts, Ben? Yeah, look, three teams that are, that are undefeated so far. That's going to change this weekend. But I've really enjoyed watching the game so far. Um, you know, Nine now is doing a great co- great coverage, and you got got the ESPN game on Wednesday night. Is that both on ESPN tonight, a doubleheader? Good question. I, mm, yeah, I couldn't say for sure. I know the first game definitely is. I'm just I'm not 100% sure about the second. Hopefully they are. Yeah. yeah. We're really excited to maybe potentially get out to the, um, the Sydney Sydney game this season with you. 
that that'll be good, Definitely. right? And they're playing some back-to-back games, aren't they? I believe, like the Flames are playing yeah. like in the curtain raiser, like they used to back in the day when we used to go to the entertainment center. It was always like that. You know, we'd be watching Michelle Timms and Trish Fowler and those sort of girls, you know, playing before the Kings game. Sunday, December fourth is the is the first double header, right? Okay. So maybe cool. I think it's at two and two and four o'clock, two o'clock with the Flames and four o'clock with the Kings. So maybe is that, King, is that the Kings game. Jack Jumpers game as well that week? Could be. Could be. Could be. So if it is, I'll be. I'll be rocking my um, number six Rashad Kelly Tassie jersey. Yeah, as, so, as promised so, last week. So why don't you tell everyone about how we got a couple of those jerseys on the back of? Yeah, Rashad well, look, we enjoyed doing the show last week, and also I just wanted to you know thank everyone. We've been getting a lot of good feedback about the, the show last week. People really seemed to enjoy it, and yeah, we decided, given our jersey collections, we might have to to get a Rashad Kelly. So they actually arrived in the mail yesterday. Um, they were better quality controlled than that Dyson Daniels one I got, but yeah, nice looking jerseys those ones. And yeah, again, thanks to uh, Rashad for coming on last week. Okay, uh, well let's move on. Minnesota Timberwolves should they be worried? I mean, they traded away basically everything just to get Rudy Gobert, but mm. it hasn't really come together. So what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, look, they're currently six and eight. Um, had a bit of a look today. They've got four of their next five games on the road as well, so it's not really going to get a whole lot easier. I think they get, need to just get some of their lineups sorted in these next you know week or so there. I think um, Russell's been pretty disappointing so far, but, look, that's pretty much the, the main guard they've got there. They've spent a lot of money on big guys there. So, yeah, that's, you know, it's only Houston and, and the Lakers, I believe, that have got a worse record than them in the West at the moment. Pretty crazy, but yeah, look, I think it might take a little bit of time, right? It's um, you know, Go Bears never played with such a, a big sort of you know import, impact sort of player like he is with the cat at the moment. Anthony Edwards seems a little bit up and down, seems to be you know chirping a little bit in the media, seems to maybe be a little bit out of shape there, you know, complaining that he hasn't had any dunks this year because the, the big guys are clogging the lane and, and whatnot. So yeah, that's probably my take. What are you what are you feeling about the, well, the two wolves? You spoke about Anthony Edwards. Did you see that footage of him just with his um, hands on his hips and not moving at all on offense and just sitting there pouting because he wasn't getting the ball and yeah, not cutting, not doing anything? Did you see that? No, nah, it doesn't surprise me. Though. Man, yeah, it was very unprofessional. It looked like he was just sitting there at the top of the key, hands on hips, and just sort of like not, not cutting, not moving. And his defender's like, all right, man, I'll just stay here, right? Um, just that, that's not the kind of body language you want. I think there was an situation where they only had four players on the court. D'Angelo forgot to come Did on the court. Did say that. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> so when you've got these things happening, then, you know, um, I think you got, they've got to stay stay out, uh, stay through this experiment and, and give it a bit more time. I wouldn't say experiment, yeah. but the, the new look team, sorry. It'll take some time for them to get adjusted to playing with those two bigs. Um, yeah. Clogging Let's the lane. face it, they gave yeah. up a lot of depth, didn't they, to get the, the big Frenchman there. So, you know, they had a reasonably deep team last year. It's a bit thinner this year. I mean, I know my boy Torian Prince is playing pretty well, which is good to see, but they don't really have those sort of bench players night in, night out that can and can step up and help some of the starters, especially when you, you know, one of your starters and your, your big paid players isn't really going to, you know, be a focus of the offense there. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Like I said, four of the next five on the road. So they could be in a real hole if they sort of go down, you know, say three of those five or so. Hey, the Twin Towers worked in the in the 90s and 80s and stuff, but the way the game's going at the moment, it's a lot hard to coexist mm-hmm. with two seven-footers on the floor at the same time, right? So, 100%, yeah. All right, Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy's triple-double. Only the Ooh. second player since Wilt to do it in his first two games at Madison Square Garden. What a star. Super impressive, right? Um, yeah, he was great in that game. It was just, it was funny watching those um, highlights. It was a really sort of biased Madison Square commentators you get, and they were kind of just like even making all these funny comments with all the floaters. I mean, his floater game's on point at the moment, isn't he? He sort of jumps off the wrong wrong leg. He's got a very unorthodox style. He plays 
you know, McVeigh in the NBL plays a little bit like that style sometimes driving in. But I think I think Giddy said as well, he realises just how big the, yep. he is and all of his opponents there. So he just seems to get to the hoop, at, at, you know, the racket at will at the moment. So, look, a couple of things on Josh. Um, look, the OKC team, firstly, they just seem to put, a you know, about 150 points up a game. At, at some stage, I have to start playing some defence there. But in terms of Josh, I feel he has improved quite a bit again. I mean, he's hitting yep. a three a little bit more often than he was, um, you know, last year. He's still got to work on the consistency there. Also, he's been averaging close to 10 rebounds over his last five games. So, I mean, that's a huge thing if, you, if your point guard's getting those sort of boards there. But they're a pretty fun team to watch OKC. But, yeah, how are you finding, finding watching our boy Josh there? Yeah, I think it is the words out of my mouth he's such a good rebounder right people sleep on the fact he's a great playmaker right he's always there for his teammates but he always seems to be in the right spot getting those long rebounds you know um he's just got a knack for the ball um i think he's playing more of the two guard i would say you know Shane yeah, Gilles, just Alan, alexander gets to play the one but you saw that interview at msg between the two of them um after the game and they just seem like they get along really well there's a great friendship brewing there um mm. and, and josh was saying you know we're going to become a great backcourt for many years to come. And Shea was like, yeah, man, for sure. Like, the two of them have got a nice... I think Canadians point. and Aussies traditionally get on pretty well as well, right? Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, I think turnover prone, he still is a little bit. You know, you mm-hmm. saw that game against Boston yesterday. They had that game in the bag, but some really costly turnovers down the stretch. Cost yeah. OKC. And, you know, he's going to learn, you know, on the job a little bit. But I think it's going to be really interesting come selecting an Australian team. So many good guards. Um, you know, we... I don't know if you watched overtime yesterday, but they put up all the all the players on the screen that, and we have to fit twelve in for um, mm. for the World Cup next year, right? Is that is that next year? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. I mean, that could we could do a whole show based on that, wouldn't we? I mean, obviously Ben Simmons putting his hand up there. I don't know that he'd be a lock to make that team. I don't think that's you know being a, a smart ass or being you know sour grapes because he didn't he pulled out of the last tournament there. But I just don't know that his game translates that well to the international game. You need to be able to hit the, the shot. You can't just have you know Guinea will be the one that'll be handling the ball and playing defense and, and able to knock down the shot. But I mean, look, a couple of years ago you would have loved to have had Simmons in there. But the way things have been, you know improved and some of these young guys coming through, whether it's Daniels or Josh Green and that sort of stuff, it's going to make it hard for Simmons. Oh yeah, there. definitely. But, yeah, no, looking forward to to follow that with interest to see how that selection um, of that team goes. Okay, so moving on, just really quickly, we won't spend too much time on this. I know it's been uh, spoken to death by everyone in the media, but Craig Randall getting released by the Adelaide 36ers. Mm. Was that the right thing to do or not? Look, it certainly sounds like it, doesn't it? It's a little bit hard to know what was, you know, going on behind closed doors there. But you can't have someone that's, you know, disrupting the team like he apparently was there. And I think it was a hard decision for CJ. I think he wanted to make it work. And I think he's someone that probably would be a bit of a, a good a player's coach there. But in the end, he was just getting disrespected there and, and ran or was, you know, apparently showing up the team there. So, look, it seems like it's the right move. Again, I'm still not hearing what their their story is if they're trying to replace him there. Because I'm sure he would have been under, you know, they would be saving a fair bit of money with him being released there. But, yeah, what are you sort of hearing coming from Adelaide there, Woods? Well, apparently they got him for really cheap in the first okay. place because of his attitude problems. No one really wanted mm. him, right? So yeah. they were able to get him on a discounted rate. Um, my question more to you is they, they will replace him. It's just a question of will they wait and see for a bit or will they, have they already started looking at someone during this FIBA window? But what kind yeah. of player do you think they should go for, Robbie? Well, that's a good point because I'm hearing a lot of people say, oh, they've got to go on import point guard. I'm not sure they do, to be honest. I think McCarron's got the, the point guard yep. job sort of locked down there. I don't know if you need an import point guard. Um, maybe perhaps a bit more of a role player there. You know, you've got a great defender in, in Cleveland. I, you know how much of a fan of um, Franks I am there. So maybe someone in that, you know... Ian Clark type coming off the bench, you can fill yeah, it up a little bit. Work. Yeah, that could work. Someone you know, it could be that secondary ball handler, you know, is a good shooter, can also, you know, 
get the assist if they need to. But I think that's McCarran's, um, it's his, his keys to, and his team to sort of drive at the moment. But it's interesting to see how much faith they've got in Kai Soto. If they obviously come out and sign like a, another big guy, then that could maybe mean they don't have a lot of faith. But I've liked the way he's played lately as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Obviously, they're not going to you know, have an import for the, the games this weekend. But, yeah, we'll watch this space, I guess. Well, while you're on that topic, Kai Soto had a great um, little little time playing internationally for, for the Philippines yeah. recently, we saw, right? Mm-hmm. I think it is about time that Coach CJ Bruton finds a few more minutes for him, correct? Definitely. Look, he seems to put up pretty good um, <clears throat> stats per minute that when he comes on, doesn't he, whether it's block shots and everything else like that, good field goal percentage. So, yeah, I agree. And, and again, this might just sort of free up just if they don't end up replacing the import there, everyone will sort of step up a little bit more. You might see Franks be a bit, little bit more focal point on the offense. But, you know, I'd like to see Soto get a, a bit more of a go there. Certainly, you know, I think he's got some talent there. I think he's um, people have probably you know given up on a little bit on him sort of thing just because he's he's not going to make it as an actual draft pick. It doesn't mean to say that he could get back over and and maybe do something in America in the, in the coming years. I agree with you, man. I agree with you completely. So let's move on. I want to ask you something about your Perth Wildcats, right? Mm. Brady Manick, right? He, he was on the chopping block, then had that great game, but he dropped twenty five. He had twenty five, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and really showed what he could bring to this team, right? Um, he's here to stay for the season. Fact or fiction? Yeah, I'd say fact. I think, um, you know, I was listening to the, the podcast on the dribble today, um, Danny Mills and everything else like that. Look, I find we can be a little bit stubborn sometimes with the Wildcats. So the fact that obviously he's got some points in the bank with that last game there, I'd say very unlikely they do make a change. Um, and look, I'm, I'm prepared to sort of, you know, let them stick by him and see what he can do there. The only one thing I want to sort of correct, all I keep hearing people saying, oh, he's just this young kid and everything else like that. Yes, he is out of college. The bloke is 24 years old and he played five years of college. So he's not like some immature, you know, 19 or 20-year-old guy that sort of, you know, never lived out of home and, and everything else like that. Yes, it's his first professional gig, but I wish people would lay off that a little bit. But it, look, firstly, I, it was really good to see him in that game against Adelaide, and you could see how much the team were around him there. So obviously there's a pretty good you know, team spirit there with Manic. So look, I, I hope it works out. Um, look, he's obviously got to put some of these games, you know, you know, week in, week out there, and we need that now. So hopefully you can keep that consistency up. But um, yeah, well, I guess we'll, we'll sort of see. What are your sort of thoughts from, you know, from a non-fan's point of view? Yeah. I think I think him moving to the bench has has been good for him, right? Um, he can come on and be a bit of a spark plug, and you know, uh, play against some of the second units on, on opposition teams. But my question to you is, Jesse Wagstaff, you know, the the, the veteran coming to the starting lineup, playing that four spot, Tayshon Thomas at the five, um, but they've still got Luke Travers on the bench, right? Um, Strange, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a bit. I mean, maybe they want Luke Travers at the four rather than the three, so they want um, Cody Blanchfield playing the three. All right, fine. But I don't see a problem with having Luke Travis starting at the four and bringing Wagstaff. There's a bit of a logjam there, but I, yeah. Yeah, I think they need. A, he's a, he's no no doubt the second best player on the Wildcats, right? Yeah, he should be playing thirty plus minutes on that game, and I, I believe he should be starting. Playing in his early twenties at the moment, right? Exactly yeah. right. And guys like Norton and Blanchfield, their shooting percentages are way down from the outside this year. So we know Travis isn't traditionally a great shooter, but I don't think he's going to be doing any worse than them. I think they're right down in the low thirties, yep. I believe, for the last time I checked. So yeah, I, I'm not quite sure. I think they keep saying he's had a, a big workload over the um, over the, the you know the, the off season break, you know, being in America and stuff like that. But exactly like you said, Woods, the guys in his early twenties. I mean, this is what you this is what you do. So yep. yeah, I'd like to see him get a bit more minutes and maybe sort of try and um, keep developing from the outside. Because like I said, I think his shots looked a little bit better this year. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. What did you think about him pulling out of the the Boomers, um, you know, FIBA window games with the load management? 
Yeah, I know he copped a bit of flack from that. I think Gazy sort of said a few things on the jump, didn't he? Which is rightfully so. I mean, Gazy's the one sort of person that could sort of criticise anyone for not putting yep. on the green and gold. But look, maybe there was like a few niggling injuries that they kind of didn't let up about sort of thing and they wanted to just sort of rest him from the travel and everything. So look, I wasn't too concerned about that. I would like to see that, see that being a regular thing from Travers, though. If he gets a, a chance to play again, he should definitely put his hand up. Yeah. Oh, fair, fair. Um, okay, finally, our Hawks playing really well. Mm. So, so tell me, what you've seen lately that, that's changed? Yeah, well, at the moment, we've got a 9-5 and five record. Um, we've had a couple of big wins over the Bucks lately. Yep. I swear we've played Milwaukee like three or four times this year. It feels like every second game against Milwaukee, which is probably a good time to play them with a few of their injured players out. So got a couple of big games coming up. Um, Woods, I'm sure you're probably aware we're playing Boston tomorrow, which is you know two of the, the top teams at the moment in the East. That should be a cracker. Yep. Also Sunday, um, the Hawks are at home to the Raptors. So... Yeah, Emily and I will be watching that together on Sunday, like we've done the last few weeks. She's really enjoying all the, you know, the quarter and half-time entertainment they show on those NBA TV feeds, rather than seeing the, the yep. same sports bet ad 500 times on ESPN. You actually watch it through that and see some of the, you know, the, the in sort of arena entertainment. So I think that'll be good. I know the Hawks struggled against Toronto when they played earlier, and Toronto's length certainly troubles uh, the Hawks there. But yeah, going to the game against. Uh, uh, going back to the game against um, Boston that they're playing tomorrow, I think that should be a really good one there and might sort of show where we're at at the moment. Um, yep. Yeah, I think we're, we're going pretty well. I think Hunter was really good in the in the last it game. Um, I think, um, yeah. What's his name? Clint Capella's been, I think, six out of his last seven games, he's been double-double. So we oh, yeah. know, we've mentioned earlier he started off a bit slow, but he's been a lot better since then. But, yeah, what have you been thinking of the boys? Well, just a, a, you took the words out of my mouth. Oh, you're fine. Clint Capella's just been amazing, right? You know, he's he's starting to show signs of the player that he, he was previously. I think he's mm. fully healthy now. And you've got that two-headed monster with uh, Okongwu and Capella. And, yeah. and and I just want to call out the emergence of Jalen Johnson, right? How yeah, good has he been playing, man? He's, yeah. he's really... and, and Griffin yeah. as well, right? Yep. These guys have stepped up and uh, mm. found a place in our rotation. You can't help but think also having Murray there just makes this team you know, able to, like, stand, uh, stand those runs a little bit better. When you've got a, a high-quality defender, you've got a lead. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, we'd blow it in the past when teams coming back at us real quickly. We wouldn't hold on, and, and you know, we'd, we'd lose the game. But having That's a guy, it. having Capella uh, playing high-level defense along with guys like Okongwu and DeJounte Murray, and obviously DeAndre Hunter being healthy. Yeah. This, is, this is a huge part, you know? Yeah, That's a lot of good defenders, right? I mean, yeah. even though our best player is, you know, about your height and about your weight, and people yeah. you know, always say you'll struggle on defense, you're right. We've got at least five sort of big defensive players there. We know Double O has been good against teams like the Bucks in the last few games and obviously in the playoffs previously. But, yeah, I'm really liking these these two young talents there in, in Johnson and in Griffin. We haven't seen a lot of that the last few years. They sort of yep. haven't sort of gone too far down the bench. But those guys are just making Nate McMillan put them on and they make yep. a difference every time they come on. A lot of energy when they come on. They can hit shots from anywhere. Yeah, they can both really handle the ball. So, look, I've got to say, 14 games inwards, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with the Hawks so far. It's probably a slightly better start than I was expecting. Um, we know Bo- yeah. Bogey's still got to come back as well, so that's another knockdown shooter and another secondary ball handler that we'll get there. So, yeah, it's, it's um, pretty good good early signs, I think. Just quietly, they've actually, the schedule in the NBA this season, just going to go back to what you said, mm. has been made so that teams play against each other really quickly within a short time frame of each other. Not just yeah. Atlanta and Milwaukee. It's happening with little series that you're seeing all across the league. So it's almost like a mini little playoff series that you can see between teams within the season. And I like that cool. because adjustments can be made quickly. And you'll see yeah. a lot of those repeat team, uh, games against the same teams throughout the season if you, if you look at the schedule this year. Yeah. I think it's really smart. 
Yeah. I was going to say as well was we played the Hawks have played fourteen games. They played one game against the West, one yeah. out of fourteen, yeah. which is yeah, it's unheard of seeing like that. So obviously we'll be going on a bit of a West um, run soon, but obviously a lot of the West teams will be coming to play us as well. Yep. Yeah, that's no, um, certainly enjoying it. All right, all right. So back by popular demand. My favourite segment, actually Stewie from the Sport Blog's favourite segment, but you know. Shout out Stewie. It's been a few weeks since we've done this now, right? It has, it has, man. It's been a yeah. while, so I know uh, I'm looking forward to it. So I've got the 1993 Series 2 Upper Deck. Okay, we got Michael uh, Jordan on the front fancy deck. Fancy looking ones that we had a few weeks ago. We sort of said they were pretty fancy looking, or I forget now. It might have been the yeah, year before. I think that would be 94, 95 Upper Deck. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe 90, yeah. Let's face it, any Upper Deck's a good pack anyway. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're top of the range, man. So yeah, yeah. Let's see what we got here. You remember that back in the day, you'd go to the shop and the upper deck ones would always be that little bit more than the tops yeah. or Fleer. And Fleer would be the cheapest ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, these are all sticking together. All right. This is a team card. Not a checklist, though. You're not going to rip it over. This is a team card and it's upper deck game images. When a team is listening to the national anthem, and on the front I see Sean Rooks and Jim Jackson, and could that be Tim Legler? Yeah. Which team am I talking about? Um, Sean Rooks, and who was the other one you said? Sean Rooks and who? Jim Jackson. Oh, so obviously Dallas, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> is that you see? Is that, is that who's the white guy there? Oh, it does look like legs, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I was going to make a joke with the anthem there if um, Mohamed Abdul-Ralf was anywhere to be seen. <laughs> okay. Locker room antics. Special image here. Strange pack so far. Of Phoenix Suns big man and very big man playing golf in the locker room with a hat on and his, and his son's jersey on. All right. It can only be Charles Barkley. For no, 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 no. Big, 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 big. Oliver Miller. Oliver Miller. What play? Oliver... Wow. Look at I don't ever remember seeing that guy. It's a random one, isn't it? That's very random. That's not an incident, is it? That's just a normal, normal car? Yeah, no, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a game images. So it's probably an insert. I don't know if it's an insert, but it's a type of card, right? I think this is very weird. Strange. Okay, yeah. so I've got a Phoenix Sun Center left-hander, I think, from memory. Played for Mark the West. Bulls. Played for the Bulls as well. He was the third... Spring center behind Longley and Wennington. Um, he was good oh, friends. Stacey with King. No, no, no. White guy. No? Played on the in the in, in, with, with at the very end there on with. He was friends with Steve Kerr and off the court with Luke Longley. Their families used to hang out. White guy. You think of Jack Haley or Bill Wennington, but none of them are lefties. No, um, I don't know if he's a lefty. Or maybe no. He uh, yeah, I think he might have been a lefty man. I'm just what maybe number? I'm wrong. Number thirty-five. He was on. He was on the documentary Last Dance. Oh, Williams. Joe Klein. Oh, Joe Klein. Yeah, no, he threw me with the left hand. I think I don't think he was a lefty. He was a a big unit though. Shout out to yeah. Andrew Canyon. That definitely would have been one of his yeah. favorite players. Sorry. Yeah. He not shooting with his left hand there. Mm, not sure. Might have just been a lottery for him at the free throw line. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, you're gonna love this one. Um, this is a skylights. Special edition insert card named after Atlanta Hawks legend, one of the greatest high flyers, greatest dunkers Oof. of all time. Is this a Nate card? It sure is. Skylights. 
Oh, I remember that card. That yeah. is an insert. That was actually yeah. worth a bit back in the day. Yeah, I've got one of those somewhere. I always like that card. Yep. Nice. That's a good score. Okay. Drafted by the Pistons. Um, great guard. Came back to win a title with the Pistons late in his career. Um, Lindsey Hunter? Lindsey Hunter. You know, I was a fan of Lindsey Hunter there, Woods. McNeese yeah, you know, a few of his jerseys. Yep. He was college? at uh, Jackson State. Jackson State. I got half it right. Yeah, he was good. Obviously, went on to play with the Lakers. And I don't think his coaching career quite worked out like his playing career. But no. no, he was good. I totally remember these cards. I had, mm. uh, yeah. Mate, I'm still getting over that Dominic Inser. That's a quality card, that one. I'll have to look, up, look that one up in the Beckett, I think. Okay, we're talking about Charlotte Hornets center, legend, um, a great dynamic duo with Larry Johnson uh, in the 92-93 season. His time at, at the Hornets was short. Alonzo, right? Than Alonzo Morning. Nice, yeah, definitely enjoyed him. Is that the Chief in the background of that card as well? Yeah. I've seen the big double zero, nice. He's a bit, a few steps behind, though. There. Love this guy. Almost forgotten about him. Went to Long Beach State. Six foot five. Lucius Harris. Yes. Lucius. I, you, I used to remember my colleges back in the day. Yeah, Harris as well. Lucius Harris. Yeah, definitely. He was a he was a handy player. I remember him with uh, New Jersey for New Jersey a man years as well. Yeah, that that, yep. that playoff run they had with you know. You're you're uh, impressed and, with that one clue there, right? Oh man, like you're not giving any of our viewers a chance for me to give a few right. more clues. Hey, I was going to talk waste, about. There's no way Stu's going to say when he watches this that he knew off that first hint. He's lying if he says. No, he is. I was going to say that run he did with New Jersey, playing alongside you know Jason mm. Kidd, Kenyon Martin, yep. Richard Jefferson, you know, Brian Scalabrine. Let me more if I get any more guess again. Yeah, yeah, okay. These cards are really sticking together because they've been in the pack for what thirty years now. Thirty years, yeah. Okay, this one is in bad condition because it's. It's peeling. All right. Lakers, number 34. Anthony Peeler. Oh, no. That was a joke. Yeah. Number 34, guard. Went to Marquette. Um, Has he got a boring surname? Bit part player. He's got a very boring, boring yeah. surname. Tony Smith. Talking about Tony Smith. And look at that card. You see it's peeling a little bit? No, uh, it is a bit. Yeah. Sticking together, these cards. Yeah. I do like these upper deck ones, though, I've got to say. Okay. This is definitely an Andrew Canyon player. I don't even know who this is. Okay. He's a center, forward center from the Rockets. Number three, went to UCLA, uh, six foot ten, um, rookie. So this is his first year card. Not Pete Shulka? No. Richard Petruska. Oh, uh, yeah, I do remember him. Um, who was his college again? I remember actually watching him in college. UCLA. UCLA, 100%. I think he was on those teams with Ty Sidney and everything else like that. So I actually remember him on those ABC games of the week. But, yeah, I don't know that he played a lot of games in the NBA. And he's not even wearing his uniform. Yeah. Okay, man, everyone like hates Edo, this. Edo Bannon as well was another one of his teammates in UCLA, I believe. Oh, okay. The guy who you just mentioned, all right? Sacramento Kings. Oh, this Pete Shulker. Full of white boys. <laughs> hey, Andrew, you're going to love wow. this pack, all right? Pete Shulker. He wasn't too bad a player, I've got to say. I like those old Kings jerseys as well. Yeah. 6.1 points per game in the 92-93 NBA season with the Kings. All right, everybody hates this guy. Um, is that the clue? Yeah. Um, everyone hates him. Give me one more clue at least. Okay, this guy was... Oh, Christian Leitner. <laughs> exactly. Of course, man. of course. Yeah, the Christian Leitner. Wow. wow, this is a whiteboard pack, this one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah nice. Hey, tell you what, though, he's a little bit slept on there. You know, for me, he was an all-star with our Hawks there when he yep. played with him. He had I remember. a really good pro career on top of his, his college career there. And finally... 
drafted by the Kings, uh, then moved to the Bullets. His career never amounted to what we thought it could, although he did have a pretty good season in 91-92, where he averaged 20 points a game with the Bullets. I'm talking about Never Nervous. Oh, Purvis Ellison. Wow. Purvis Ellison. Yeah, geez, he was a big boy, wasn't he? Yeah, you're right. He was one of those ones that never quite lived up to his, his draft stock there. But, yeah, he still had some skills. All right. That was, that was a bit of a random pack, right? Those bit of a random pack. Random, had some good ones at Dominic and Zoe. Then we went all the white boy cards. And then Christian me, guess, me yeah. guessing Tony Smith and whatever the other one I got, Lucius Harris. But, yeah, not too bad. All right, man. I think uh, we're going to wrap it up for the day then. Thanks, thanks Robbie. Obviously... Uh, great episode. Back back to just you and me after a few weeks with some guests on. So that's always it, yeah. nice. Um, why don't you let the audience know a little bit about where we can be found and and all of that, Jeff? Yeah, for sure. So of course on Twitter we're at Throwbacks Hoops. Um, our Instagram is throwback.hoops. And of course, our email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. So, look, as we mentioned, we're going through those city edition jerseys. If anyone's got any any comments, if they think we're off the mark there or they agree or disagree there. Send us some comments there. We're happy to sort of bring them up in the show. And, yeah, um, also we're always open for, for jersey suggestions. I've got a couple of random Lakers ones planned for the next few weeks. Well, it's random ones. So maybe we'll continue with that little bit of a random theme after Ryan Anderson and KCP today. But, yeah, what about yourself, Woods? Where can, where can everyone reach you? Yeah, just um, as I said on Patreon previously, if you'd like to support us, jump on and look for Throwback Hoops. Uh, TikTok, Woody underscore V83. Uh, maybe you can wear a, a Nick Van Exel jersey, man, after I just dropped Nick Van Exel's name in, 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 uh, in yep. the rap today, right? <laughs> yeah, not a bad idea. We've got a Lakers special episode coming up, don't we? We do. I think early on in December, uh, yep. when my boy Coops is coming on, making his debut. So, yeah, that'll be a very Lakers-heavy episode. So we'll sort of reminisce about the old days and, and what's going yep. on with them at the moment. But and I believe we've got another special guest in two weeks as well. So it might be just us two next week, and then we'll get a, a yep. couple of guests two weeks in a row there. So I'm looking forward to it. Cool thing, man. Any final thoughts? Um, go those Hawks. Mate, if we can beat Boston and beat Toronto in those next two games, we'll be starting to make some noise there. So now I've said that, I'll probably lose both. But anyway, like I always say, get out and support your teams. Watch the WNBL. Go see your local teams. And yeah, peace out. Peace, guys. Peace, guys.